Hello and welcome to Overanalyzing Survivor. I'm your host Matt. And I'm JR. Join us as we discuss and dig deep into various topics about survival. So for today, we continue breaking down Survivor 43 with its 8th episode. First thing we get is confirmation of the 7-person alliance of Coco plus Jesse, Cody, and apparently Sammy. So then we see Janine sad that she lost her idol in the previous tribal. We actually find out that Dwight didn't go home with it because before going to tribal, he, I guess, in, in his paranoia, gave Janine's idol to Jesse. Did they give a reason? No, they just showed Dwight giving it to Jesse. Was it just that Dwight was scared? Yeah. So they wanted everyone to know Dwight had it. But then Dwight gave it to someone else just in case someone else had a knowledge of power. Basic is that the basic strategy? The weird thing is not telling the owner. Yeah. Because <laughs> I get hiding it from everyone else, but why would you hide it from Jenny? <laughs> I think that was actually a move by by Jesse against Janine. No, yeah, I get that. But why would Dwight do that? Unless Dwight was also in case Janine double crosses me. I don't know. Maybe. Well, it is Survivor, so. (laughs) Great move by Jesse, which also had a a little bit of luck since they were already planning on turning on Dwight anyway. (laughs) Why did Dwight not say anything then? To? When he was voted out. Oh, he could have revealed that Jesse has your idol or something like that. Yeah. Even just told Janine, like, he has it or something. It could have been cryptic. Is it because of just shock when you're voted out that you... (laughs) Yeah, probably. And no offense to Dwight, but he's not exactly the best strategist out there. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) We hear from the people on the bottom, namely Noel, Janine, Owen, and Gabler, who were all left out of that seven-person alliance. And they talk about how they shouldn't just roll over and die and have an uprising. I don't think Gabler is in trouble particularly. Owen is... Yeah. But I think Gabler is because people don't see him as a threat. Same thing as Ryan. <laughs> no, not the same thing. It's the op- the opposite where people see Ryan as a threat and then people don't see Gabler as a threat. Oh, as in Ryan is a threat because he's strong, but Gabler is pretty much a non-factor for them. Yeah, yeah. Basically, R- Gabler is not a threat and then Ryan is too much of a threat that you know he's easy to take oh, out. Yeah, so yeah. Something like that, yeah. We hear from James that he wants Owen out. I forget the reason why. I think Owen voted for him. Or they were going to vote for someone and then Owen flipped. Mm, maybe. Something like that, yeah. We actually see some <laughs> more kind of survival aspect. <laughs> People are losing weight. Particularly obvious is Carla. Then we see Ryan catching fish. <laughs> Which is weird, right? They talk about this like they've been catching fish the whole time. And I wouldn't be surprised because you're not going to suddenly catch 22 fish the first time you catch fish. So I think it's more of they're not going to show the same thing every season where, oh, it's the first time catching fish. I think that's what they're doing, which is okay for, I don't know, do you as a longtime fan think it's okay to leave those things out? Mm, yeah, because it probably wasn't relevant to the narrative. But it could have been one second of, all right, we finally caught fish and then caught. Yeah. 
I guess for me, that's just returning to watching it. It's weird where like, oh, they weren't catching fish. Oh, they were catching fish the whole time and they just weren't showing it, which is the opposite of the movie rule of show, don't tell. Mm, okay. I'm not too sure about that. It's not a big deal because you eventually find out anyway and just accept it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I guess if you binge watch or if you're just watching casually, it doesn't matter. If you're analyzing it, it because we were talking how it was weird the first time and now it's not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think they only showed it here because it became relevant that Ryan wasn't strategizing or socializing. He was just catching fish the whole time. <laughs> and it is very relevant because that is the why he's like you shouldn't vote for him kind of thing. But like it's also really you're just gonna show that now. Yeah, I mean they could have at least mentioned that they have been catching fish. Mm-hmm. Right, that's why the fishing gear is relevant. And I strictly remember that uh, that at first they weren't, mm. and then they they just didn't transition to when they did start catching fish. Also, if Ryan is capable of catching twenty two fish in three days, why are they even hungry? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think the tribe that mentioned that they weren't catching fish was was it Baka? Oh, because it wasn't all three tribes who weren't catching fish. Okay, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Makes it sense. Is- it's possible that Ryan's been catching fish the whole time. They just didn't think to mention it. <laughs> they just mentioned the tribe that wasn't. Okay, yeah, that, yeah. I guess that kind of works. Well, I mean, it, at least they clarify it now. Mm-hmm. So that's also fine as well. I guess that that's also a change in the style of storytelling and editing that Survivor has gone through. Like, they show fire making in the first episode, then they don't focus on it anymore. Same thing with fishing. I get what they're doing where it's... Before it was very linear, where if you didn't see it happen, it probably didn't. Mm-hmm. And now they have a more like flashback, this happened kind mm-hmm. of thing. Where, where in this case, with uh, Dwight passing his idol was actually shown. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was told the episode after, right? But like the fishing, where it wasn't shown that they did it before, but it was mentioned that, yeah, I've been catching fish the whole time. So I guess it's like storytelling wise, that is better to have uh, the ability to do that. To go back and say, oh, this actually happened before you just didn't see it. And where it's just like, you know, like in a movie where you find out about past events in the future, quote unquote, mm. or in a current episode. So that does work. But for the things like the fire, if they did have fires, then they could have shown a better job where instead of interviewing them at night with the fake night vision, they could have done that in front of a fire. Yeah. Or something like that. They didn't have to draw focus on the fire, but they could have shot a scene where there was a fire even in the background. Even the fish, like they didn't have to shoot Ryan catching fish, but they could have easily shot a scene interviewing someone where at the background Ryan was coming back with fish. Well, in the last episode, we saw a few seconds of of Ryan coming back with the giant clam. (laughs) That actually does the opposite where it actually suggests they couldn't catch fish that's why they bring a clam you know what I mean yeah but I mean in the end it doesn't matter as much because they say it now but yeah I mean (laughs) if you're actually following it every week like what we have been doing I'm not too sure if it's ideal yeah it's like for example a movie suddenly halfway through the movie you you find out that this character has been doing something the whole time. <laughs> if that happened to a Marvel movie, you'd feel like, oh, they retconned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? So it kind of feels like that now. They haven't been catching fish, but Ryan needs to be relevant. Okay, let's say we, he catches fish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's not that staged, but it 
might kind of give those vibes. Then we hear from Sammy. The seven were kind of thinking that they would be the final seven, which he says is naive and he's playing both sides. There are four people on the bottom. Him makes five. They just need one more person to flip the game. Technically, they do have that number because Noel has to steal a vote. It just depends on her if she wants to use it. I don't think it's strategic for her to use it now, especially since she's not really gonna be part of the people on the line. Mm. Is the thing, right? So yeah, yeah. And then Sammy has a quote where he says, "This is where good players survive and great players thrive." So <laughs> I almost thought he was gonna go because <laughs> yeah. because of that line, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the immunity challenge, which is a challenge we've seen in past seasons. Oh, this is like exactly the same. Yeah. Mm. Is there a name for it? Do fans call it like balance ball on stick with plate? I don't know. I know the Survivor team names their challenges, but oh, like internally, I yeah. mean, I'm sure internally you you have to. But does the fandom ha- not have names for? I think they just follow what the what Survivor names their challenges. But is it anywhere? Is it posted? Is it? I'm sure if you search, if you like search the description of the challenge, you'll find the name. I'm oh, like it's officially named for the public. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Then yeah, the ball. Balancing balls with kind of tent poles, kind of thing. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you have a pole with the kind of flat surface on the top, and you have to balance a ball on it. And then every five minutes, you add another section of pole, and then last man standing wins. Before the challenge started, Jeff offered rice to the tribe, but the deal would be five people need to sit out, which is the established number. Because he also offered this in the previous two seasons, but then he also negotiated with the tribe. So here, since there's already an established five. Well, to clarify, I don't think that this is five because of the last few seasons. I think it's just the established number. Yeah. Right? Because James brought up that can we do four, but Jeff wasn't willing to do that. <laughs> oh, but in the previous seasons, he was, or did he just say I can negotiate? Yeah, he said he can negotiate, and then he started with seven. He was the actual person that brought up that he could negotiate. Yeah, ah, that's interesting. I wonder why. Why? Why would you start with I can negotiate? What's the point? Hmm, not sure. <laughs> Is the neg- negotiation for like we'll do just six, but we'll put the six top people, or I don't know. I just don't get it. There might be a reason, or this just for gameplay to make the players feel better about themselves. I don't know. Maybe they weren't sure the players would accept it if it's too high, or just accept the deal. So they wanted to okay, that's too much. Okay, we can negotiate. Yeah, maybe that's the point. And then this season, they're like, okay, people are willing to go as as low as five. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter as much because like. If you're not like very confident that you can win anyway, <laughs> yeah, then like it even puts you kinda on the spot for trying too hard. I don't know, or, or maybe not. I don't know. They also previously did where people could choose to set out to eat. So I get that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically this is kind of to test who's confident enough to not even try to get immunity and yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just think it's very, it's not too high of a risk anyway, unless you're, because if you're not like pretty confident you're going to win anyway, then might as well, you know. Yeah, like Carla said, she had an an injured finger, so there's no point in her even trying to win. That's exactly my point. Her, and it was like, I think Jesse also said his hands were sore. Sammy is apparently really lazy about these things because he was also the one who said, I don't want to hold the bucket for her. Right, when that was him, right? The one who was paired with Noel? Yeah. Yeah, then, yeah. So, I mean, like, he's very, I'm not going home anyway. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's not too high of a risk. But, like, there's also, like, do you really want rice that badly? I don't know. <laughs> Would you prefer rice to coconuts if you only had one? For me, yes, since I like rice. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I'd prefer coconuts. But, the second question is, if you already had coconuts, would you eat rice with coconuts? <laughs> I guess because rice is more filling. I mean, I'm not too sure. But I don't know. I feel like coconuts is... The, well, fish for sure is better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which Ryan does say eventually. Like, he's trying to show his value because fish is definitely better than rice. And I, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> The first four people to sit out of the challenge were Sammy, Jesse, James, and Carla. Then I found it interesting that James was trying to convince Owen that he's safe so that he should also sit out, which Owen should know for a fact that he's not safe, right? (laughs) Then Cassidy also chose to sit out, so only six people were competing in the challenge. Mm, What do you think of this challenge? I mean, they obviously could have done a better job, but it's also like you don't know their physical state at this point. Because mm. if you were fresh, then it would be a lot easier, right? Mm-hmm. The thing with that challenge is stability-wise, it's always more stable to have three points. So technically, Ryan did it right using his forehead. Yeah. The problem was the angle of how he was doing it was like two arms and forehead, but he also had it super angled back. Which was the problem. So there's also the technique of like if you had it like when you know it's the last. Because they keep it like chest level, right? The arms. And if you know that the next one is kind of going to be the last one, you could just add the piece on the bottom and just lower your grip and Ah. not pull it up. I think it is Ryan who did that as well. Mm -hmm. I guess if you look at it that way, Ryan was doing everything right. And I guess it is hard to have it on your forehead and balance. You can have it on your chin. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, Mm. nothing super weird or special about the challenge. But yeah, people could, you know, have more technique, I guess. But again, people are tired. You don't Mm. know what they're thinking. Actually, other than you have to have your hands below a white or black line, there weren't any rules. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they just didn't say it. Like They also didn't mention if you had to stand or whatever, but it's also going to be hard to get the other poles. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there's unwritten rules as well. Yeah. I think the easiest would be to have it on, like, on your shoulder, kind of. As in lift up the pole? No, I mean, like, resting on your shoulder. Oh. Like, like uh, you know, the ROTZ, how you hold the gun. So, like, what Ryan did except on the shoulder? In ROTC, you have it like super close to your hip because that's the easiest way to balance it. Mm-hmm. So it's literally because it's the easiest way to balance it. <laughs> so there you go. 
and it's three points your two hands plus your shoulder and it's tight to your body so your body controls the weight mm-hmm. and your hand your right hand is straight because same as wall climbing you don't want your when you're hanging your hands your arms are straight mm-hmm. so your forearms don't exert too much effort so I mean, but that's more of an endurance thing. I think people failed here not because of endurance and more of the dexterity thing anyway. So, I think Owen was the only one who was constantly moving from what I saw. I'm not sure if he was moving because of like to tap the ball to move. It kind of looked like that. Oh yeah, maybe. Because the other thing he might be doing, because a lot of Asians have sweaty palms. I know because I do. Yeah. And I know a lot of Asians do. So he might have been doing that thing with this hand for it not to sweat because hmm. once it sweats it's obviously going to be slippery like li- really slippery that's been my problem for a while so anyway yeah yeah <laughs> and does it look like that the production team tried to at least create some sort of controlled environment because yeah I mean wind barriers yeah. for sure <laughs> I think that is the point with that whole challenge square where it's done in such a way that wind doesn't interfere as much because they also want that for the drone Because mm. they do shot a lot, shoot a lot of drone shots these days, and you also want that to lessen plosives to your microphones. Mm, okay. So it helps in a lot of ways. And if there's a storm, nothing gets destroyed. The trees there won't have you know like lack leaves because of storms or whatever. So it always makes sense to have your studio, quote unquote, be a protected part of the island. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm sure they all thought of that in the 43 seasons. So, yeah. so Owen ends up winning immunity to the disappointment of James. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it right in the faces. Yeah, when when he won, they immediately <laughs> did a close up on James and Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he would have gone yeah, this episode anyway. It would have still been Janine. Yeah, probably. Right? Yeah, so anyway, yeah. So, back at camp. Actually, I thought that... Well, it was probably also on purpose by by editing to make us think that Ryan might be going home because he was getting a lot of confessionals. <laughs> he was on the chopping block as well, so yeah. it made sense. Before Ryan went off the fish, which he apparently does a lot, <laughs> he established that Janine's the target. Then he went with the fish, apparently gone for hours. I think they mentioned three hours at one point. Mm. I'm not 100%. Was Janine really the actual target or was it was that just a good power play by Ryan to establish someone? I think they mentioned that since Owen's safe, let's go Janine. So, But Ryan did start it. It does make sense, yes, but was it like, was it gonna be, go that way either, even without Ryan? Was it like, it was gonna be Janine because she was allied with uh, Ellie? It looks like it. Yeah. Well, yeah, then, cool. Yeah. But then we hear that uh, Sammy wants to target Ryan because <laughs> he actually says that Ryan's only bonding with the fish. <laughs> I mean, who else is catching fish? Yeah. Which is the drawback of being the provider because yes, you make yourself valuable to the tribe, but you're also gone for a few hours a day and you're not strategizing or or socializing. So, hmm. I mean, it's bad for his game. Yeah. But it's also like, why is that the reason you vote him out? 
like that's detrimental to Ryan. Yeah. But to you who's in camp, why is that bad? Someone's catching fish for you. I mean, there are reasons to vote Ryan, obviously. Yeah. But that's not the reason. <laughs> <laughs> the main reason to target Ryan is is because he's strong. He's a challenge threat, which might actually come back to bite them. <laughs> yeah, they have been doing some very non-strength-based challenged mm-hmm. challenges for now, so they're not gonna do that forever. So yeah, eventually it might be a strength challenge, and yeah. Cassidy and Ryan, they were kind of invisible in, in the previous episode. Now they get a spotlight yeah. because they have a, they have a rivalry. <laughs> I think the people who are out to get other people though are the ones that are gonna go soon, like Cassidy and James specifically. Yeah, I think Cassidy takes out Ryan, and then if not the next episode, a few episodes later she'll go home. <laughs> yeah, but Cassidy kind of looks like Ellie at this point. It's obvious that she's a threat. Well, not the threat, maybe, but at least that she's playing really hard. Also, James is kind of the same level, but not really. But still, like, you want to take him out anyway. Yeah. And Sammy's almost there, so... Basically, everyone in that alliance. <laughs> oh, is that the whole alliance? <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the debate that James and Cassidy were having was actually interesting, where Cassidy brought up that, do you want to keep someone strong? Or do you want to take him out now versus taking out someone who's an easy vote out in Janine? I think both of them are easy vote outs anyway. Yeah. I just think Ryan is a, is an easier easy vote out in the future because like everyone's just going to, yep, take out the big guy. So I think it's okay to hold on to him a bit. After this, there's going to be 10 people left, right? It's mm. not crucial yet. Maybe when there's like six, then there's urgency to take out Ryan. Mm. But like, I think at, up till then, you want to take out the social people first. Because Ryan is, he's a threat in challenges. Mm-hmm. So you can beat that. Yeah. But the social people, they're just going to be a threat every single elimination. Where Ryan's going to be like, there's going to be a challenge where he loses for sure. Mm-hmm. And social people, if they're really good socially, they're just going to keep controlling the game forever. So you actually want to take out the social people first. Mm-hmm. Janine is like wasn't too much of a threat socially, but also she was already playing the poor me kind of yeah. <laughs> game. And that's dangerous to have eventually because it can trick people into getting sympathy, blah, 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 or actually get actual sympathy because like everything does feel like it's not her fault. <laughs> And then it's happening to her. So there's that, but yeah. Yeah, but that way of thinking that someone is an easy vote out, so we can wait later on to take them out, is how people get deep into the game. And sometimes people actually win because of that. (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're taking out Ryan in the next two or three anyway. If he doesn't win. (laughs) If he doesn't win, yeah, that's true. I mean, and the next one, according to the spoiler later on, is two immunity necklaces so double the chance of him winning so we'll see and we'll talk more about that (laughs) so we go on the tribal and the thing that's relevant here is Jeff brings up social constructs they're creating their own society you have to be wary of where you stand in that society and yeah (laughs) and Cody Describe the game as a game of centimeters where 
if you miss out on one chance that could cost your game then <laughs> Jeff wa- was being sassy again where <laughs> I-, I love this line by Jeff <laughs> Ryan was talking about how he got 21 fish then he asked Janine <laughs> so what did you do Janine Ryan went out to fish <laughs> The thing with that, it, it's sassy, but it makes complete sense. Because like Ryan's like, oh, I'm a target, so I'm going to feed them really well so they see my value. Which is like, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. right? You're a target, might as well make you less of a target. And Janine's like, I'm a target, so I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> which is what Jeff tries to point out in a very sassy way. We're like, so yeah, Ryan went to fish. What did you do? <laughs> Nothing against Janine, but I just love how Jeff does that. <laughs> we move on to the vote. Only Ryan and Cassidy were shown voting because, well, they're the ones that were obvious who they were voting for. Cassidy's just really stubborn, isn't she? <laughs> it's just the strong personality kind of thing. The vote ended up two votes for Ryan and then the rest for Janine. Janine is voted out. How would you assess her game? In the early stages, she was playing well in her Baka tribe. The thing with her is she... I don't want to say overplayed, but she... In the initial stages, she played enough. Mm -hmm. Like, she played normal level of playings where she had her alliances, her main tag team alliance or something like that. I don't know what you call it. But then after that went, I think her game kind of messed up a bit for like, so now what am I going to do? Yeah. Right? So I think she got just got thrown off because of that mostly is the thing. But yeah. Like she would have played an okay game otherwise. And that is why initially I did mention that people should look at her as a threat. And she was until that mini alliance was broken down. Mm-hmm. And now she's still like a threat. That's why she is a target. But like... A little bit less so because, of, yeah. Yeah. Basically, her and Ellie's games were ruined by Gabler. <laughs> mm, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also like she was super threat because she also had an idol. But then, then all of that like just disappeared last episode. <laughs> so, yeah. So, in the next episode preview, we hear people talking about James, about how he thinks he's a godfather. <laughs> James mentioned it? Someone said that kind of like James is getting too cocky that he thinks he's running the show and they mentioned the word Godfather. Oh, okay. From the audience point of view at least, I think it's actually Sammy who's getting too close to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Then Noel says that she might use her steal a vote. We see that there are two immunity necklaces on the line. So, interesting. <laughs> I think the person whose stock went up here was Jesse, taking out Dwight after receiving Janine's idol. And then no no, no one knows that he has that idol. <laughs> Game advantage-wise, yeah. But like, I think like crowd favorite-wise, Owen also mm. significantly went up. The thing with Janine was like, if she didn't get voted out, she was actually going up as well because mm. she was getting sympathy, blah, blah, blah. But you know, unfortunately, too late. She got voted out right away. But she was on the way up, kind of. Yeah. But yeah. 
Owen is getting the underdog hero kind of edit. It does match his backstory, right? Like adopted, yeah. whatever, everything, everything else. Yeah. Are you still on Team Gabler? <laughs> yeah, I think Gabler's still pretty strong. Like, I'm not saying he's gonna win, but he's like also still pretty strong at this point. Yeah. As you just mentioned, he literally like drew in two people's games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is re- playing pretty well, like him or not. And he did manage to do what he said he wanted to do in the previous episode, where he did his move and now he wants to lay low, which he's doing. Yeah. He's also like doing pretty well for the not pretty boy or, you know, hot girl stereotype. Yeah. Because those are the people who normally get the attention and everything, right? And he's like the... He's the elderly man archetype. <laughs> yeah, he's just playing really well for that role. So, mm. there you go. Who is in danger of going home next? Well, Ryan, obviously, is always going to be a target. I think it's either James or Cassidy who are going home next. Yeah, you, you think that alliance is going to break up next episode? I just think James, Cassidy, then Ryan is going. Or James and Cassidy are interchangeable, but I think those three are the next three to go. Or Ryan might be like further a bit, but I think those two are really next, unless they both win immunity next. <laughs> But yeah, especially if just one of them gets immunity, I'm, yeah. So basically, the Coco people, <laughs> they're all in danger, except for Carla. <laughs> That is why Carla is slowly flying under the radar, right? So, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, because she's not doing anything that might... <laughs> so much for the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> And she's also injured, so her threat level is now low because of that. <laughs> She has a cut in her finger I mean it's, <laughs> it's not like she has a broken finger yeah. right I mean a- anyway <laughs> she also has had difficulty with the challenges so that plus the little injury how little it may be or it might be big we don't know hmm. does yeah put her a bit down on the threat level like physical prowess wise so yeah so yeah we have our favorites and yeah <laughs> we'll see what happens in the next episode to clarify <laughs> Gabler is not my favorite <laughs> I just think he's playing well yeah. for what he's doing. So I think it's still Cody who's going to win. But yeah, anyway. It hasn't changed. It's still Cody, Jesse, and Carla who are at the top of, of the ranking right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Overanalyzing Survivor. Thank you as well to T4C Studios and PodcastEditors.online for making this podcast possible. If we may ask for a small favor, please share this podcast with your friends and family when you get the chance. It goes a long way in helping the show grow and is greatly appreciated. So once again, this has been your resident survivor geek, Matt. And this is No Gabler is Not My Favorite, JR. <laughs> we'll see you again in the next episode. In the meantime, grab your torches and head back to camp. <laughs>